Hey, but right now it's just a tremendous um, privilege to, um, to, uh, to give the mic and give the meeting to, uh, to Derek. Derek, as I mentioned, leads Grace Church in Auckland. And why don't we give him a great big God bless you as he comes. Awesome, Derek. Thank you. Well, good evening. Isn't it great to be the church gathered? I love that word, ecclesia. It's not just set apart. It's not set apart from the world and scattered. It's set apart from the world and gathered. I love that. And it's great to be here. I love this house. I love Paul and Jody. I was, I was thinking about the first time we invited Paul and Jody to speak at our youth camp. And my oldest son, my firstborn, had just been born. He had cheeks, you know, the size of tennis balls. And he just turned 25. Must be. You have an age today. Neither have I. Still feeling young. Awesome. Well, just thank you for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure. And thank you for all the support that this house is to our house, Grace, in Auckland. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're a church who has big plans and a big heart and a big vision, but I think we're bigger on the inside than we are kind of on the outside visibly. And the, the, the way that this house sows into our house is amazing. We've had Ross and Glinda and Paul and Jody and Seth and you know, a whole range of people come up and minister, and we just, we just love it. Just love it. And I also love the fact that Paul prophesied very close to my message, but didn't take it all. <laughs> it's always good. It's always good. I have a habit as well of getting up in my church and prophesying the scriptures they're using and, the, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I say to everybody, I say, I'm allowed to steal your message, but you're not allowed to steal mine. <laughs> but a little bit about me. I am a guy of rivers. I love the river. Anybody else love rivers? My first river was actually the Hutt River. It was kind of my river with training wheels, you know, it's a little river. But uh, I moved to Nainai when I was six. Yeah, Nainai crew, yeah, represent. Fantastic. But then I got a promotion. Now this will confuse you. We were promoted from Nainai to Huntley. Very confusing. How is that a promotion? I can see you saying. I can see it in your eyes, the confusion. But it was a promotion in rivers. Because Huntley has one big river. The Waikato flows through it. But that wasn't enough. The Lord says, no, that's not good enough, Derek. I'm going to promote you again to Narawahia. Now we're talking. Anyone know where Narawahia is? Even if you drive on State Highway 1 nowadays, you don't go through Narawahia. After I left, the place turned to custard. Same with Huntley, really. But, uh, but Narawahia has two major rivers that flow through it. And they join together and become one. And I grew up on the banks of the river. And tonight I want to talk about rivers. I want to talk about living in the river. Living in the river. But first I want to draw a picture for you. 
So I want, to, I want you to imagine, if you will, a large valley surrounded by hills. And at the end of the valley, there's a way through. There's like an opening where, that a river runs through. But the valley is huge. It's immense. And in the valley is filled with a gathering of people. A huge gathering. In fact, some described it like a swarm of locusts. It's pretty hard to count a swarm of locusts. It was even said that the camels were so numerous that they were like the sands on the seashore. Anyone ever guessed how, many, how much sand is on a seashore? I tell you what, I know that it's a lot because if you've ever walked on the beach with shoes on, you're trying to get sand out of your shoes for eternity. But that was their camels, the swarm of locusts of people. There were so many people. It was a huge gathering. Only this was not just a gathering of people. It was an invading army. A swarm of locusts coming against a nation to steal, to rob, to destroy, to take people captive. An army on the march, spread out in the valley, yet on a hill, stood a defending army. We know actually that this valley is that, that the army in the valley numbered actually 135,000 fighting men. 135,000. That's the population of Tauranga, all gathered to come and destroy a people, to take their land, to take their blessing, to take their riches. And on the, on the hillside, overlooking this army, stood a defending army of 300 men. 300 men to face 135,000. The numbers were overwhelming. And what made it even worse is that these men were not chosen for their skill in battle, for their strategic prowess. They weren't chosen because they knew how to, 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 to uh, you know, fire the, the shoulder-mounted missiles or the RPGs. They didn't have special skills with a sniper weapon. These 300 men stood on a hillside with their leader, Gideon, and they were chosen because of how they drank. An army to overwhelm 135,000 invaders, chosen because of how they drank. They weren't the fastest, they weren't the strongest, they weren't the best looking, they didn't necessarily have the best skills, but they were chosen because of how they drank. They were chosen by God to be the delivering of his people because of how they drank. So as we wind the story back, Gideon was called to save the nation. 
And he blew a trumpet and he sent out the the message to gather the army. And 32,000 men came. That's not bad. Imagine if Paul went and blew a trumpet on the roof and next Sunday there's there's 32,000 people here. Come on. That's not bad. But then the Lord says, hmm. Now, now the ratio of 32,000 to 135,000 is about four to one. I don't know if I like those odds. The Lord looked down and he says, I don't know if I like those odds either. Too many people. He says, okay, anyone who trembles with fear, send them home. 22,000 people left. We're down to 10,000. That's 13 and a half to one. And the Lord looks down and he says, nah, still too many. And in Judges chapter 7, we'll pick it up in verse 5. Judges chapter 7. So, Gideon, so the Lord says, I want you to take the people down to the water. So Gideon took the men down to the water, and there the Lord said, Separate those who lap water with their tongues as dogs from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred of them drank with cupped hands, lapping like dogs, bringing it up, lapping the water. The rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, I know what Gideon's thinking. I'll send those 300 home. No, we'll send the others. Send, he says, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let everyone else go home. Now, in a church like this, I'm sure that the, that the metaphor of drinking is familiar to you. That would be safe, wouldn't it? But just to quickly go over, if there's anyone new here tonight, you know, that, that, that water is often used as a picture in Scripture that represents the Word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Whenever you see water, whenever you see rivers, it's a picture of the Spirit of God running. And Jesus says, come to me and drink. Come to me and drink. In John 7, he was at a, he was at a, a, a ceremony where there was a, a well that came up. And it was a special well that they considered living water. That was the only well they could draw the water from for the ceremony. And Jesus gets up and he says this. He says, "Um, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. How do you drink? Do you come to Jesus and drink? Because whoever believes in me, as the scripture has says, rivers of living water will flow out of you. Will flow out of you. Are you a person of a river? Are you a person of rivers? Do you have a river flowing out of you? Do we come and do we drink? Do we drink? I love Ezekiel 47. You know, Paul was talking about about going into the sea and going deeper, you know, and Ezekiel had a river that 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 flowed from the temple of God. And it went to the ankles and the knees and the waist, and then you had to swim. And it goes on to talk about the outcome, the impact of the river, and, 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 how, and how it brings life everywhere, and, and, and it's fruitful. And there's this last little piece in verse 9 that I love it. It says, so wherever the river flows, everything will flourish. Everything will flourish. 
come to me and drink. Out of you will flow a river that will cause everything to flourish. We're instructed to drink the presence of God. So there were two guys, sorry, two groups. The first one drank face first. You know, tonight Jody was talking about leaning in. When you come to church, it's good to lean in. Well, this group leaned in so far, they just, they threw everything off. They got down on their knees and they just shoved their face in the river and they drank. Who loves that? Who drinks like that? Anyone here drink like that? You come to church and you, and, and you get into the river of God and you're like going, I am just going to take everything on offer. Everything on offer. You know, they drank with, with what I call carefree abandon. It doesn't matter that there are 135,000 bloodthirsty people on the other side of the ridge waiting to come and take them out. They had confidence that they could drink and that they would be safe. They were to get all, there to get all they could. Whatever was coming down the river, they would have had to take off armor and put down weapons and, 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 and throw themselves into the river with carefree abandon. I love that. I love that. You know, it's confidence in the goodness of God. It's confidence in His presence. I love how, how David says in the 23rd Psalm, you know what? The Lord is going to prepare a table for me. Where? Right in the presence of my enemies. Here's these guys. Take it all off, 135,000 people, you know, 13 and a half men to one. That's fine. I'm putting my face in the river and getting all that I can. Even in the face of humanly undefeatable, unovercoming circumstances, there is a river flowing. And we can cast off all of our cares, all of our weights, all of the things that hold us down. And we can throw ourselves face first into the presence of God, His supply, His resources, His blessing, His strength, His order, His power, His very presence, and we can drink our fill. And I encourage you to do that. Encourage you to do it often. In fact, I know you do because I've been here doing it with you from time to time. But there was a second group. And these guys, they got down on one knee. And they took the water with their hand and they lapped it. And they just drank. And they would drink. They hadn't, they hadn't cast anything off. They were still ready. If the Midianites had come across the mountain, they would have had the other hand on their sword already. This speaks to me of drinking with purpose. Of understanding the circumstance, of understanding the call, of understanding the reason they were there, and drinking into it. That they said that I am going to drink, but I'm going to be aware that on the other side of this mountain, on the other side of this ridge, is the purpose we're here. To defend the people of God, to bring deliverance to our nation. 
They didn't have to lay down their weapons. They didn't have to lay down their arms. They weren't setting everything aside, but they understood a purpose and they were drinking into it. They were drinking for it. They were totally aware of that. And I guess my, que- my question tonight is, how are you drinking? Do you drink with purpose? Do you drink with purpose? Do you understand that there are things that are in our lives and things that lie ahead of us and that we can kneel down and we can drink from the river? Lord, I'm going to drink for my family. I'm going to drink for my workplace. I'm going to drink for my community. I'm going to drink for salvations of people around me. I'm going to drink for healings and I'm going to drink for deliverance. And I'm going to drink for those who I'm going to come across who I have no idea of yet. I'm going to drink with purpose. Oh yeah, I'm going to go face first into the river as well. But there are some purposeful things that I need to do to get the Spirit of God inside of me so that I am equipped for that. Why? Because when we come to Jesus and we drink, out of us flow rivers of living water that should cause everything to flourish. Everything, not just some things. Cause everything to flourish. I love, I love the fact that you guys are focusing on building the house this year. Building the house. My question is, do you drink into your role in building the house of God? Paul was just talking about going deeper Surrendering your gifts. Do you drink into that? I'm going to drink into this prophetic gift. I'm going to drink for my evangelistic gift. I'm going to drink for my deliverance gift. I'm going to drink for the freedom of those who are coming before me. I'm going to drink for the strengthening of the broken and the freedom for the oppressed. I'm going to drink into that so I have a river that is going to cause others to flourish. That this is a house that will be built. Ephesians 4, 6. I love this. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy called to the church. We are God's plan A. He doesn't have a plan B. We are it. And he loves it. And he loves you. And he says, this is, this is what we're going to do. Ephesians 4.16 says this, From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up. Builds itself up in love as the pastors and leaders do the work. No. As each part does its work. If you consider yourself connected to this house and this family, you have a part to play in the building of the house. You have gifts, you have talents, you have calls, you have purpose, and if you would drink into them, you would see them flourish, and together the house would flourish. The house would flourish because it's going to be built by people who will drink to the purpose of God. And the purpose of this house to affect this city and this nation and nations of the world will flourish because there's a river that flows. 
There's a river that flows. You know, I was sitting here just, just during worship, and I felt the Lord say that you think you've seen the outpouring of the Spirit of God. You haven't seen anything yet. You think you've seen the purpose of God worked out. You haven't seen anything yet. And if we would be a people that will drink of the Spirit, we'll be filled with the Spirit, a river that causes everything to flourish will flow from us. And it will be deep. It will be deep. Ezekiel's river that flew out of the temple was so deep he had to swim. Where's the temple today? I want the temples to put their hands up. The temple of the Holy Spirit flows out of us and it can be so deep that people have to swim across it. Such is the power of the Spirit who wants to flow through you. Are you drinking with purpose today? Are you drinking purposefully into your future? Not just for today, but for the future. Drinking into your calling. Watering your gift with His very presence. Causing it to flourish, causing it to grow. Drinking for people you haven't even met yet. Tasks you don't even know that have been assigned. Are you willing to get into the presence of God and say, Lord, I don't even know what lies ahead. Some of us don't know what's happening on Tuesday. But Lord, for my future, with purpose, I drink. With purpose, I drink. You see, there are spiritual reservoirs in us. There's a spiritual reservoir inside of you that needs to be filled. And you know, there are some pretty daunting scriptures in, in the Bible, aren't there? Some things that make you kind of sit up and take notice. One of those ones when in November we did, a, we did a Be Prepared for the Return of the King series. And of course, Matthew 24 and 25 feature a lot in that. Matthew 25, 1 to 10 is the parable of the ten virgins. I love this story. I love, I love how Jesus uses the whole picture of a, of a marriage to talk about relationship with us and him. And you see, the ten virgins had a role to play. And you know, I wish I could go into it, just, it just blows my mind. But, but the reality is, is the bride doesn't know when the bridegroom's coming back. In a Jewish wedding, they just don't know. You'll, you'll start to pick up these parallels. You see, the bridegroom doesn't return to pick up the bride until the father decides that the son has prepared everything for his bride. And so one morning, the father might get up and he might say, okay, son, go and get your bride. Everything's ready. And so while the bridegroom prepares himself, he sends friends and family to the house of the, of the bride to warn them that it's time that the groom is coming. And so she sends virgins, friends out to the edge of town to welcome the bridegroom and usher him back in. They know it's imminent, but they don't know when he's going to turn up. So these 10 virgins are sitting on the edge of town, waiting for the bridegroom to show up. 
And you know, one o'clock comes, no bridegroom, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, the sun starts to set. Mm, just as well we bought our lamps. Light the lamp, six o'clock, seven o'clock, on it goes. So late they fall asleep. Then suddenly the bridegroom comes and there's a shout and an awakening, an announcement. And these virgins awake. And suddenly we see the difference. You see, they all qualified on the outside. They all had the purity. They had everything that fit the role. But there was an inequality that five of them had and five of them didn't. So they woke up and they trimmed their lamps, it says in Matthew 25. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, you go and get your own oil. You go and get your own presence of God. You can't borrow mine. Each of us are responsible for filling our reservoir. You see, the, te- the, the five wise virgins had an extra jar of oil, an extra reservoir that they had prepared before they needed it. They had it prepared just in case. They hadn't just rocked up with what they got today. They had prepared for a long wait. They had filled a reservoir of the presence internally so that when the bridegroom came, they were ready. You see, the wise carried oil for the mission, not just the moment. They carried oil for the purpose, not just the present. They carried oil for the call, not just the convenience. In the quiet times, before the wedding happened, they were preparing. Before the role that the Lord had appointed them to do, they were preparing. And we need to be doing that as well. Purposefully drinking for our future. Purposefully filling the reservoir that's within us. You know, when I was, I was, I was thinking along, about, along these lines, and the Lord showed me a picture of the Hoover Dam. Who knows the Hoover Dam? Anyone been there? I haven't, but it's a big dam. And I thought, that's interesting. You know, it's the largest man-made reservoir in North America, Lake Mead, behind the dam. And it's interesting that, that the dam was built on the Colorado River. I love rivers. I mentioned that. And what they did is they redirected the river, and they started to build the dam, this monstrosity of a thing. And it took five years to build. And year one, they were building the dam. The river kept running. 
Year two, year three, the river kept running. After five years, they completed the dam. And they'd built these tunnels to go around where the dam was. And that was where the river was running. And they set off explosives and they closed them off. And the river started to run into the reservoir behind the dam. The dam was built not in a time of prosperity, but in a time of depression. I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what your today looks like. It's always a good time to start building a reservoir. If you face depression and anxiety, if you're facing hurts and pains, build a reservoir for the Spirit of God, for the river to be caught up inside of you. So here is this monstrosity of a dam built to provide power to something like 500,000 homes. And on the first week, it produced nothing. The first month, it produced nothing. But guess what? The river kept running. It kept collecting. The first year, it produced nothing. But the river kept running. The reservoir kept filling. It kept building. Year two, how much power? Nothing. Now, I don't know about you, maybe, maybe that was the time to go, waste of time. This obviously isn't working. Year three, nothing. But the river kept running. Year four, At a certain day, at a certain moment, at a certain time, the level of the reservoir tipped over the collection pipes. And the water flowed down through and started turning the turbines, and suddenly power was released. Because the reservoir had reached its fill. I want to tell you, if you feel the promise of God on your life, if you feel like you've got a purpose and you're doing everything the, pe the preachers are saying, the pastors are saying, you're doing everything, but you're not seeing it. It's not happening for you. I want to tell you, drink into your purpose. Let the reservoir fill. I'm going to drink today because there's a promise of God. I'm gonna to drink tomorrow because there's a promise of God. And I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink into my healing gift. I'm gonna drink into my evangelism gift. I'm gonna drink into my pastoral gift. I'm gonna drink into it because my, the, the reservoir is filling. And then one day, power is gonna be released because we've drunk purposefully We've drunk purposefully, and it is built up inside of us. We've got to drink with purpose. It's great to get your face in the river. <laughs> Love getting my face in the river, taking whatever it is. But if we would drink with purpose, if we would acknowledge what the call of God is on our life, what your part to play is in this house, and I'm going to drink into it. Even if I haven't seen healings happen, 
I feel a, a call of God to, to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. I'm going to drink into that purpose. And then every week, I'm going to lay hands on people. And if nothing happens, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drink with purpose. And I'm going to lay hands on people, and I'm going to drink with purpose. Because a day will come when suddenly the power is released, and your purpose will be realized because you have taken care to, to drink into your future. And when you drink into your future, you don't just drink into your future. You drink into a future of other people where the river of God that flows out of you will cause everything to flourish. That is the call of God on the church. That's us. It's not just the front row or the second row. It's all of us. It's all of us. Oh, Mike, you know, when, um, when I was preparing this just a couple of days ago, I was kind of just praying through this point, and I just, just the Lord just brought you and Anne to, to my heart. And you know, you've, you've got that training gift, and you're sowing into this house and people around with your, 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 your teaching and your teaching giftings and all those sorts of things. And I just saw the Lord. It was like you're laying blocks of a dam. It's not just knowledge, it's reservoirs. They're going to hold the Spirit of God. And I believe there's an anointing upon you and Anne to build reservoirs, to collect the presence of God that will be released in power. Ho shahandura mashaya. Ha si ke shandaramasa. Ho God. Lord, I thank you for those who sit under his teaching and his ministry and his heart. Lord, who are going to build dams and reservoirs. Oh, where hundreds of thousands of houses will feel the effects of the power released. Oh, through people who have drunk with purpose. We just release that over them. Oh, shandorobo shasahambu kubaramasa. Handi kiasho pesikambaramasa. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Oh, we've got to drink with purpose. Got to drink with purpose. You know what I love about this? I love the thought of God standing outside of time. You know, we've got to plod through today before we get to tomorrow. And sometimes we would like to be in the thick of the call and the promise that lies ahead of us today. But we've got to walk through time. But you see, God doesn't need to do that. He is already in your call and your promise right now. And he knows everything you need. And he starts putting it into the river so that you can access it today. Today, today, everything that you need. Because he understands that when the reservoir is filled, he understands if we would prepare today for what lies ahead, we'll be ready at the right time for power to be released, for power 
to be released. It's not just about the daily sustaining drinking, but it's about a perpetual collection of his presence that releases power in its time. The Lord selected a small band of men to be involved in his sovereign deliverance. 300 men versus 135,000. The humans look at it and they go, that's 450 to one. And God shows himself a small band of people based on how they drank. And I want to encourage you tonight. We're just going to open the altar. And if you love rivers like I love rivers, then come. Maybe tonight you're facing mountains and giants and armies. Maybe you're facing challenges. Maybe you're oppressed or you're broken or you're hurting. And you just say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I just need you. Then tonight I will encourage you to come to the river. Throw off all your cares and plant yourself face first and drink your fill. Because we don't just pray for healing, we drink the healer. We don't just pray for deliverance and liberty. We drink the presence of God because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We drink Him. We drink Him. Maybe tonight you've got a purpose in you. You've got a promise in you. You've got a dream in your heart that you believe God has put there for you. And maybe you wish it was happening today, but it's really not. I want to encourage you, come and drink with purpose. Come and say, Lord, I believe this is the promise that you had, and I'm going to drink into it. I'm going to drink into my gifting. I'm going to drink into the success of this house. I'm going to drink into my future and my purpose so that everything the river that flows out of me touches will flourish. Will flourish. So I don't know what you do now, but I sing a song. You guys get to your feet. Just come on up. Come on up. Lord, we love the river. We love the presence of your spirit. We love the generosity with which you let it flow. Oh, river flow, river flow, and we come and we drink. Oh, we drink the ways that we haven't drunk before. Oh, we pray, pray, Lord, tonight that you would start to just raise the water level of the reservoir within us. We pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to flow into lives 
their giftings, Lord, would start to be, to, to be, to be turned up, to be empowered. Oh, we pray for the building of dams and reservoirs and that they would fill oh, without ceasing. Yeah, I just speak over Paul and Jody. Oh, that people would look at the Hoover Dam and say, wow, how amazing. Oh, but wait till you see what the power of the Lord will do amongst the people with a full reservoir. Will surrendered. Drink. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Spirit of God. That the river of God would flow places it's never flown before. Oh, that the dry places, the arid places, oh, would know the river of God. We release it now. We release it now. Just drink it in. Drink it in. We release her future over her, Lord. Fill. Anointing of God. Filled right now. Filled right now. The river flows. The river flows. The river flows. Hamabu, Rama, Show, flow like a river. No limit. You know, there's no limit. There's no limit. Oh, year after year, the river flows. Sometimes it's low, sometimes it floods, but it flows and it flows and it flows and it flows. And it flows to you and it flows for you, for everything that you need. Yeah, we just release it now. Oh, purpose, purpose, purpose and call and promise. It's not too late. It's not too late to start drinking because the river flows, the river flows, the river flows. Be filled oh, with all the presence of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God, Haramo, Warama, Sorobam, Babere, Ye Kambosha. Yes, yes, Harabaramamo, Shosoko.